That's really what it is. So the Bria has it these is, I think you can do two different types of cause and effect. A, a continuous cause and a no, one-time cause. Yes. Yes. But here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. What, what, seem, what he seems to be saying is this, that to cause something, but then continuously. So that is the relationship that he has with his Levroim. Correct? But he could have created it as a cause. He would have brought me iron, but you know, and so on. And there would be no relationship between him and the Bria. But you see, what he seems to be saying is this, of course, then how would it exist? The thing is that, you see, when you have a cause and effect, there's a connection. Mm -hmm. And he says in the second concept, the concept of Ha'ora right. and Kilo, right? What is that different? Ha'ora is the, the Ha'ora, or the Hester of that horror, really, right, is when the cause is concealed from the effect. So you have a cause, right, but it connects to the effect as an effect, but the cause is now concealed, which later on will be revealed. So what that means is that the cause will ultimately be revealed, right, because it is connected to the effect. Or what he could have done is created the Bria and even though he would have been the cause, but that cause or the Russian insofar as the cause would never be revealed to the Bria. Yeah. But it would still need input, except the cause would never be revealed to the Bria, right? That <coughs> cause would never be revealed because it would look continuous. There's no positive or negative. You see what I'm saying? I, I mean, I hear you saying, I don't think, it doesn't sound what he's saying. He seems well, to be saying that he could have made it once and for all and left it, but then there would be no connection between him and us, which is, defeats his whole... But that doesn't mean, yeah, yes. Well, let me just see for a minute, you know. And the other thing is then, okay. So why did he create it? Not for himself. But for who? Everything is himself. Everything is him. No, no, no. It's Hatova. Because he wants to create a real and bestow on them an infinite state of well-being. But if everything is Hashem, then the Bria is it's Hashem. It's not everything. That, no, no, no. But true. However, we don't recognize that, that everything is Hashem. We see ourselves as distinct from him. We see ourselves as Zulosoi. We see ourselves, even though in reality we are not Zulosoi, but we cannot penetrate that mystery. We are really not Zulosoi, so but we are Zulosoi. Hashem can take part of Kabiyachal himself and create it as a Mufresh. Well, it, we, we, yeah, that's the concept that's what of the He's able to create, take part of himself and create it as a Mufresh. Yes. And, and give it pleasure. Well, and, and that it thinks it exists independently. Now, what did Hashem do until that point? I mean, uh, all of a sudden he, no, no, he no, decided, no, you know... No, 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 that's a question you can't ask. You can't ask. I mean, he's been, been around. Hashem. Hashem. Hashem has been around. I mean, all of a sudden... He's eternal. He had his soul, you know... You can't ask that. What did he do before he created the Bria? Because we know that the Bria is only a finite amount of years. It's only 5,000. And Hashem existed... 
forever. So what did he do for all that so time? So what, what did he do all that time? As they say, <laughs> can we understand what he did all that time? No. There was no time. <laughs> a, there was no time. Yeah. Right? So what is he doing? that time. It's not like he got bored all of a sudden. You know, I got to do something. Yeah, and there's we, no need to understand it. We, we, there's no way to understand it. No so we it. do not understand his yeah. circumstances. Yeah. So how could we possibly know what he does in the spare time? What does the version do for enjoyment? We don't know. There's no such thing as enjoyment for him. This is what's called what he's was emotional. Done. Everything is perfect. He's emotional, but it's not. So why? What's up? This is Ayos Kifel to make a tongue for the beer. We don't know. That's as if you know. It's something like we do not know. Is there a drink here, by the way? Yeah. Great. It's nice and shady tonight. I know. I know. It's a nice and shady. Anyway. Yeah. Should we start? It's recording already, so maybe what? we can start. It's recording already, so we can start. Yeah, yeah. I think we should start with the bracha. One place is the rabbi. Hello. What do you want to send him in this day? Anyway, okay. Anyway, so we reached a certain conclusion last week. We reached a certain conclusion last week that when the Ramchal says that um, all we rocks and know that, but the only one who knows who the version is is himself. That's number one. Which and that concept of that he he is the only one who knows who he is. That concept is absolute, which means there is nobody else that knows who he is. That's an absolute concept. Okay, uh, nobody knows who he is, where he is, what he is. Nobody has any inkling as to uh, who the Moshe is, what his essential nature is. Okay, so he's a being that is devoid of any description as far as we're concerned. That's a very important idea, a being that is devoid of any description. Now, is that dying, by the way? Did he die? Or I can't find it in the car. I'm not sure where it is. It's the left of the shop. It's all sugar. 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 It's so last week we ended off with a very important idea.
that the only type of being that can be perfect, the only type of being in which we could say is a perfect being, remember what perfection is, it is the perfection is a, uh, what's called an accident, perfection of what? So perfection means the totality of whatever can be. That's what it means to be perfect. Is whatever shayat to be, whatever existence can yield, you got all of it. That's perfection. Because there's nothing else, right? Because the existence doesn't have any more to give you. So clearly, therefore, that's perfection. So the only type of being that can be perfect is a being that is existence itself. Somebody that doesn't have Matthias, but somebody that is Matthias etc. A being, and we don't know what that means. We know we know what being is or existence because we see things exist. But we don't know what that quality is at all. We have no idea what the quality of existence really is. Or the quality that is called existence. We have no idea of what that means. So our first um, foray, I want to use that word, uh, is the fact that we really don't know the version of who he is. Because we do not know what existence in and of itself is without something else to adhere in. Normally, how do we know existence is? Because we see a thing and we know that it exists. But we don't know the quality that makes it be. We don't know what that means either, and so on. But we do know one thing, that if a being is existence itself, then it has to be perfect. There are many things that flow from that, right? Obviously, something which is being in itself knows everything because it gave rise to everything, right? It is all, it's omnipotent, it can do anything because from itself it can make anything be. It's all over because any place that it is not there doesn't exist because it's not there. It needs to give existence to everything. So therefore, it's omnipotent, omniscient, and it is omnipresent. That type of being also, okay, is uh, is Hametzias. Uh, it must exist because it is. You can't take it away. We who have existence, it can be taken away from us, and therefore we become annihilated. But a being that is existence, right, you can't take it away because that's what it is. It is. Um, so therefore, a version must be the concept of Mukhar Hametzias. Uh, clearly, the Ramanisham is, uh, is uh, well, we'll get, we'll get into that. But anyway, so, and that's why the Ramanisham's name is Yudke Vavke, which comes from the verb Liyo, is to be. Why would we call anybody a being? Being. What kind of name is that? But if the etzem, or the essence of the being, is being, so it comes from the verb Liyos, you see. And therefore, the Ramanisham says to Moshe Rabbeinu, hey, what do they call you? So Bansham, of course, answers, I am, or I will be what I be, what that's a drasha. But I am the, I am, and I, I mentioned that English uses the verb am, or existence, I am walking. I am means I exist, and I'm walking. So the Bansham is the am of the, in the, in the statements called I am walking, he is the am, and we're the one who walks. You see, so therefore, words and terms that refer to existence, really refer to the Rajnam. Why do we have to say necessarily now, that it's perfect? Maybe you can exist without being perfect. No, you don't, no, no, you don't exist. If you are existence, you are perfect. Why? 
Because existence means you can do anything you want. It means whatever, whatever, whatever is, will be, can be, is within you as a totality. More than that, it can't be because there's nobody else to give anything more existence because it's just you. I mean, in the, in the concept of existence, you're perfect. Yes. Exactly. In the concept of existence. Yes. If you are existence, you're perfect. Because more of anything does not exist outside of you because what would give it existence? It's only from you. So you determine you know, as, as how perfect, much there is. As perfect as something can be, it's existence. It's existence. Okay. That's right. <laughs> so we see that this idea <coughs> that the Rajam is etzem etzius, metzius be etzem, really answers many, many different things. The answer is also why nobody can know who he is. Because everything else has existence, they have essential characteristics. The essential characteristics of God is being. That is the essential characteristic. We have existence and therefore we have many things that exist. You know, we have physical bodies and so on. Remember, in every single object in the universe you can separate it into its characteristics and also into its existence, that it is. You can separate the two, you see. But the essence of God is being itself. That is his essence. And therefore he takes on the name Yud of Anyway, that's what we arrived at last week. With the term existence, I'm thinking in terms of creation, the tangible. But now it dawned on me, what about a spiritual location? Gehenim, Ganadin, is that also to be capsulized when you use the term existence? No, Gehenim is, is a thing. God isn't a thing. God is being that gives rise to things. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. So, so spiritual location is a thing. Is, is something. Is a component of existence as we're using the term? It's not a component. Existence allows spiritual dimensions to exist. Okay. A thing. In addition to the physical. Well, yeah. What includes us from There are two fundamental dimensions of reality. Yeah. Actually, there are three, but we certainly recognize two. The Russian created a spiritual domain. We don't know what spiritual domain really means. We know that it's not physical. But we do not know what a spiritual <coughs> domain is. It is beyond description. Nobody knows what a malach looks like. If a malach has to appear to you, it will assume a physical garb or guise, like by Avram Avinu, or it will assume something, like Elio Novi. If it wants to appear to you, it's got to appear to you as something that can be perceived by the senses. But a malach is a thing too, right? It's a thing, it's a spiritual so thing. So what precludes us from saying that HaKadosh Baruch is a thing? No, I'm saying he's not a thing. He what, is, what forces us to say that he's Because not a thing. I told you, because that's what perfection, the only type of being that can be perfect is that. It's something that's not a thing. That's not a thing, but is the, but has, is the but being of all things. things. It is the being of all things, yes. That's the only thing that can be perfect. That's why. Uh, thing, that's why I told you... cannot be perfect? Uh, no, no thing is perfect, because everything is limited, in, in that sense. A thing cannot be perfect, no. It's not shy that a thing should be unlimited? You know, a thing could be infinite. Actually, it could be. So what, what forces us to say that the Rebansham has no tzura? But it is certainly... There's a difference, you know, there's a difference between infinities. I don't know if you're aware of that. No. There's a, there was a guy named Cantor, Jewish. He invented the mathematics of infinity. 
It's all mathematics, by the way. And he actually said that infinities are different. The infinity of numbers, for instance, is diff different, let's say, than the infinity of, uh, of uh, space or whatever. There are, infinities are different. I'm not, I'm not a mathematician, so I'm not even pretend, you know, and so on. But infin not all, in infinities are not all the same. You know, the infinity of a being that is existence itself is vastly different than a finite being that goes on forever. Think about that. What, what is the infinity of, uh, let's say, time? Time is really discrete units, and that goes on forever. So if something goes on forever, we could say it's an infinite. Numbers, for instance, right? One, two, three, four, five, goes on forever. But one, two, three, four, five are finite numbers, yet it goes on forever. So what really, infinity is really that which is finite that has no end, right? But it's not infinite in and of itself. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm getting into the, the, the concept, but the infinity of, of being that is existence is different than the infinity of a being that's finite but endless. You see what I'm saying? We are finite, but certain aspects can be endless. Time is endless, but it's finite. There's a finite amount of things that are endless. That's not the same as saying a being that is existence itself is infinite. Different concept. Anyway, so therefore, that's what I'm saying. From Bayes in Ramchal, we derive this conclusion that he says, you know, Nobody knows who God is, except He. And only this we know, that He's a Motsu Yisholem, B'chom Minishlemus, So in our language, it means, one, that He has no limits. God has no limits. He has no dependencies. He's not dependent on anything else. And He has no deficiencies within Him. So what I'm saying is that the only type of being, well, who can qualify? Who's a candidate for that type of a being? Only a being that is existence itself. And we do not know what that means. We've never met a being that is pure existence. No such thing. We've met things that have existence, but no such thing have we ever met that's pure existence. We don't know. Nobody can know. Because nobody has that. Everybody has it. Anyway. I want to be made point. Anyway, so that, that's number one. That's a very, very important idea. Now, now the Ramchal says, that these things, which is really your question, how do we know these things to be true? And the answer is, that was the Kabbalah. This is the tradition or the Maseris from Ha Sinai. You see. What does that mean? For instance, where do you see that? Okay. Now we also know, which we'll see, that it says, At the Hore Soledas, we have been shown that you may know. Kashem Hulokim, the version is Elokim, right? Besides God, there's nothing else. What you see from here, okay, and this was, who's saying, Moshe Rabbein is saying this, that at Matan Torah, this was the Giloi, right? So Rashi says that what the Bansham did is he opened up the heavens and he showed everybody He is the one of the world, you see. 
So somehow in that comprehension that he is the one of the world, okay, that Engelovadoi, whatever, okay, in that comprehension is the Kabbalah that the Bhagavan is this. That's what we saw at Harsinai. Harsinai is not merely the giver of the Torah. That's a mistake. That's what you think what happened. Of course there was a Torah, okay? But what is the Torah? Does anybody know what the Torah really is? What is the Torah really? The blueprint of creation. Yes, it's the blueprint of creation. Clearly. You need more than that. What does the blueprint of creation mean? Before Rebbe created the world, he looked in the Torah. Yeah, yeah, that's the Medrash. But uh, there's something more profound than that. The Tach is that's a thing that the blueprint has. The reason the act trade. What the is Bria? no the reason for the Bria? Yes. No no no. That's not what is a what's the uniqueness about a blueprint? Pray tell. What is your if I have a blueprint of a building, what is the uniqueness of having a blueprint? Gives you the structure of everything. What? Gives you the structure of everything. Exactly. Everything in that building must be contained in this art in this blueprint, in this architectural design. Yes? Okay. What is everything of the Bria ultimately? The extension of the Rebbein Yes, in a certain way, yes. But the blueprint of the Bria really is the totality of the acts of God. The totality of all his acts meets this dimension. The Torah is nothing more than a document that describes the totality of the acts of the Bershom in terms of this Bria. That's what the term really is. But a, blueprint, but a blueprint, by definition, is the plan before the act. I'm not talking about its sequence. You, 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 don't get caught up in which comes first. I'm not into what's first, right? Put that aside. I'm talking about what is. The blueprint of anything is the totality of that which it's describing or creating, or whatever you want to say. That's what a, a blueprint is. Therefore, what the Torah really is, is the blueprint of the Bria. That means it has the totality of everything. That is. But besides that, it has another totality, which is more profound than everything that is. Think about that. Because everything that is, is what? Is an act of God, is it not? Therefore, the totality of the acts or the mass Elohim, right, is the Torah. So the Torah really is a document that describes the totality of the acts of the Rabbanu Shalom. It's a very important idea. And therefore, the, the totality of the Rabbanu Shalom obviously is everything that is. You see, but you have to go more previous. So therefore, that's what the Torah is. Now, but is the Torah the totality of everything God ever did? No, not, not at all. The brother created Bria, and within that Bria, or that Bria is a totality of acts, <clears throat> right? But there are things that the Brahman could have done which is not part of the Bria. Maybe it's another Bria, you see. So the Torah is not a description of the total acts of the Brahman at all. It's only the description of the total acts of the Brahman inside this creation, which is a set. <clears throat> That's all it is. More than that, we don't know. We have no idea, as we will see, of what the Bershom did 
as we will see. Because there could be an infinite amount of Brias. We don't know any of them besides one. What, how do you define any our Bria? A Bria is a creation. What is our Bria? The Bria it's that not about what it is. What no, no, no. It's a good question. But whatever our Bria is, I'm not going into what the essential idea of the Bria is. But the Bria is a totality in and of itself. It's a complete, let's say, world of itself. Whatever the whole Milky contains. Way is the Bria, the whole solar system, the whole universe, no. uh, the entire infinity. Uh, what is the, the Bria? Totali the totality of the Bria is the entire physical universe plus the entire spiritual universe. That is the totality. Which is infinite almost. I'm not, I don't care if it's infinite. You know, that's a different issue. You need to stick to the concept. The totality of everything that God made, the spiritual domain and the physical domain, is the Bria. As far as we know. There is no other type of existence. You're either spiritual or you are physical. That's it. Anything else, any other type of Bria that is composed of different types of material, we have no idea. We don't know. Anyway, so the Ramchal says that we know this from the Kabbalah. This is Amasiris from Sinai, right? We know it from the Ovis, we know it from the Nevi'im, right? And he says, Vihisikum, all Kali Yisrael the Maimon HaSinai. And all Kali Yisrael, and this was the Yisrael of the Gibor, that they were massing this idea, right? And then they were massing the architectural plan, which is basically the description of the total acts of the Vajnav. And the Omdo Amitasim Bebero. What does that mean? And they knew it with clarity. Okay? What Ramchal says is something very interesting. You know, there's a branch of philosophy called epistemology. For those who know philosophy. What is epistemology? Who? How you know things? Well, well, the validity of the three words. What it is is that how do we know that that which we know is true? How do you know? For instance, you're all looking at me, I hope. You're all listening to me, I really hope. Right? But, you know, I don't know what you really see. I look at you, right? Let's say, let's say we both of us look at the wall. Now, I don't know if you're seeing the same thing I am. I have no idea what's in your brain. Your brain, that wall, the light ray hits that wall, it bounces off the wall and goes into your retina. The retina forms electrical signals and that hits your brain. Your brain interprets that or it actually converts electrical signals into some type of an image, which is mind-boggling. So therefore, do you and I actually see the same image? We think we do, but do we really? We don't know. So what epistemology says, it's a branch of philosophy that says, uh, you know, how do we know that that which we know is valid? We don't really know. And there are all kinds of arguments and debates. You know, that which we know, how do we really know is valid? It's true. Certainly we know that what I see and what you see, it's subjective. We don't even know if we're looking at the same reality. We think we are, you know what I'm saying? But we don't really know, unless I have your brain I don't know, I have no idea what your image is of that wall. You see what I'm saying? So really reality is subjective, totally subjective, you know. But okay, we have to work with each other in that sense because, you know, else forget yeah, it. We would all write a description of what you look like 
most of us would come to a consensus. Yes. So, so you don't know that's what you see. So, so you don't stand some. But what you see, you know, we come to consensus, but we don't know if what you see is the same as what the other guy sees. I have no idea what your image of me is. You know what I'm saying? It may be different than somebody else's image, but somehow there's a consensus in the sense of, you know, without getting too complicated, whatever. And not only that, but what's even more choshev, not only do we not know of what we see, is it real, in the sense, is it true, in terms of, is that really what's out there? Not only do, so then here's what we don't know. I don't know if you and I see the same thing. We see the same thing, but I don't know if it's the same image in your mind. You see, that's, that's number one. Number two, you don't really know what's out there. Wait, wait, you know, you know if I go like this, I don't know what that really, I don't know what's here. I have an image of what's here, but I don't really know what's out there, really, because my interpretation of this thing is an image in my brain. Does my image in my brain correspond to this, really? We don't know, because we are limited to knowing reality through our brains, right? So is what I see really out there as what I see? So not only do I not know if you and I see the same thing, we don't even know if what we see is really out there the way we see it. Because it's all interpretations of the brain. Got it? And not only that, I'm just showing you the, when you really think about it, you, know, you want to get into this, you know. Not only that, for instance, you know, I know, uh, we know that everything, all, all uh, for instance, how do I know the sun will rise tomorrow? We don't really know it. We only know it because historically it's written every day, right? But what makes the sun rise? We don't know. In other words, what makes a physical law? You know, it's like we say, okay, if an atom spins one way, because atoms spin, then somehow a matter will have a certain property. But if the atom spins another way, it'll have a different property, whatever the property is, right? Question is why? What does spinning of one way have to do with a property? And what does spinning the other way have to do with that property? There's no logical connection. There are statistical connections. Because we know if it spins one way, right, then the thing is hard. If it spins another way, then the thing is soft. But what does spinning one way or spinning another way have to do with hard or soft? We don't know. We don't see the intrinsic connections in reality at all. That's why all science is really statistical. Because nobody knows what's... It's not, is it mukhroch? If the atom spins one way, it's mukhroch that this must occur? No, because we don't see the connection we at all. The rule, you're saying. We, we understand as a rule because statistically it's always happened that way, you see? But we don't know why. We don't know why this happens because of this. It seems like arbitrary. We know that statistically, whenever they've measured, they've always found that when it spins this way, it's hard. And when it spins down, but that's a statistical idea. I'm just showing you, if you think you know what's out there, you don't. At all. Why? Because we are disconnected from reality. You see. So, the interesting thing about the Russian, how does he know I'm giving a shear? How does he know that? Is he a novi? Is God a prophet? No, he's not a prophet. 
right? So it's an interesting question. How does he know that I'm given a Shia? Does he see me? Does God see us? Really? No. He has no eyes. Does God have sight? I wouldn't have any idea. I mean, it says in the Chumash that the Moshim saw, but that's because it's anthropomorphic, means that he has to describe our way we do it. Uh, but the Moshim doesn't see anything, he doesn't hear anything. The Moshim doesn't know anything the way we do it. So now how does he know? And the answer is, because we exist in him. God knows us because he knows himself. See, the Bosham is not disconnected from reality. He is reality. You know, is, is reality part of God or is God part of reality? Which is it? Neither. Reality is part of God. Exactly. God is not part of reality. There's no such thing as a reality in which he's part of. No. He is reality and everything is part of him. So the reason why the Russian knows everything that's going on is because he is everything that's going on in whatever sense that means. You see what I'm saying? Maybe. He doesn't see me, doesn't hear me, you know what I'm saying? But I'm in him. How do you know he doesn't see you? How do you know he doesn't hear you? He I mean, if he invented, if he created seeing, he created hearing, so he sees you. He but you're not listening, you, gotta, you have to hear the vault. What, what was my vault? <clears throat> that it's part of him. Everything is part of him. Therefore, he doesn't know me because... So seeing is part of him, too. No. Hearing is part no. of him. No. If I see you, it's because you're disconnected. I need to have a light to bounce off you to hit my eye. Or else you're disconnected. But if I'm you, I'm you. Then I don't need to any external stimulation. I know you are because I'm you. How do you know you are, really? I know you experience I have a yourself. Heart. I know I have a heart. That's because... But I, I wish I could see my heart. The Rebbe sees everything too. I, anyway... I, it, it, no, my heart is part of listen, me, but, you know, it does mean that seeing would be, would, listen, would be more... Detached. You're not getting it. Listen. Again. We are disconnected from reality. Therefore, I need to use light waves and brains and all that in order to interpret what's not me. What I'm saying is that we are, in many ways, identical or him not really, but in a certain sense, we all emanate from him, and therefore we are really part of him. mamish, right? And therefore the Bosham knows us because he knows himself. He doesn't, we're not disconnected from that he's got to look at us as if we're out there, and he needs some type of instrument to tell him we're out there. It's a very important idea, and that's the more one. Now, here's the problem. When a Novi had an Avua, right? Chizkiyom, not or any of the Nevi'im, right? All of a sudden, they have a Nevu'ah, right? They have a prophecy. What is Nevu'ah, really? What Nevu'ah is, without going into the whole thing, is simply with the imagination. Every, uh, the brain has a faculty called the intellect, but it has many faculties. It can reason, we can reason, we can remember, right? We have many koichas. Dimyan is one, Seichel is another, Zikaran is another. One of the faculties that the mind, ha the brain has is that we imagine. You shut your eyes for a minute. You can actually see a picture of what you looked at before you shut your eyes. What does that? How in the world do you create a picture in your mind? 
That's called the imagination. It's called the dimyan. Okay? It's called the imagination. That's how, that's one of the faculties. What Nevoah is, is two things. Is that all of a sudden the imagination of a prophet actually sees an image that's imprinted on his imagination. Like a movie. It's there. And he's mamish watching a movie. And the interesting thing about it is that the imagination, he has no control over his imagination. It's like something takes over his imagination and projects images. That's part of the Nebuah. That's the Mare that a Novi sees. When, for instance, let's say, Yeshaya saw the Bersham riding on a horse, dressed in red. These are a tremendous amount of, you know, of, uh, of, 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 of pictures. What was he seeing? He didn't see the Bersham riding on a horse. But all of a sudden, his imagination conjured up an image of that. But besides that, Besides seeing the image, the Novi also understood the image without any problem of epistemology. In other words, for instance, you could walk over to a Novi and say, how do you know you weren't dreaming? You know, some dreams are really vivid. You know what I'm saying? How do you know? So the Rambam says that part of the Nevoah is, is not only seeing an image, one, and not only an insight, intellectual insight about what the image represents, number two, right? But there's something else that occurred in the Vua of which we cannot understand. The Novi knew that the image he was seeing was real and it wasn't a dream. There was something in the image itself that crossed the boundary of Suffolk. In other words, he knew this was real and not a dream. And in other words, he knew the real reality of what he was seeing. Like we, we, like I don't know, you know, I, do I know, I don't know what's out there. I mean, to me it looks red or whatever. It feels hard because my hand stops here. So clearly there's some type of boundary. But I have no idea what's out there really. Except what my brain tells me is out there. Whatever image is produced, you see. Well, you're looking at me. What are you looking at? You're looking at an image in your brain. You're not looking at me. You don't realize that. You know, you look at me, right? You don't realize you have an image in your brain of me. It's all mental. That's how disconnected we are with reality. You see. But the Navi somehow, he somehow understood. He really knew the reality that he was seeing. So in other words, he crossed the boundary of Suffolk in Metzius. Only a Novi could do that. That was part of the Nebuah. Why? Because a Novi, in other words, there was a certainty of what he was seeing. The reality of what he was seeing was certain. Not like we, you know. Yeah, until now you all thought everything was certain, but it's not true. I just told you that there are three major spakers in what we are. I don't even know you and I see the same thing. Right? Not only that, I don't know if you and I see what's out there at all, and I don't even know what the connection between anything is. We don't really know, it's all mental images. But the Nomi didn't have that problem. In other words, there was an epistemological solution to his image. And the Ramam says, we have no idea what that is. We don't know how he pulled it off. We don't know, but the Navua had to have that, or else he would always be uncertain. Some guy can walk over to Nomi and says, you got a vivid imagination. 
Mm. You don't really know what's out there, you know? So, in other words, the problem that philosophy presents, that how do we know things are true, was not true by the Novi. That's what he means. The Omdu Amitosin Beberur. Beru means not only they saw clearly, but they didn't have the epistemological issue. How do we know what we see is true or really out there or that we've all seen the same thing? That's what Mabira. Because Kleinsville at Mount Torah, what were they? They were Nevi'im. You don't realize that. Not only that, do you know, in order for the first two mitzvahs, most people don't realize that, but the first two mitzvahs were given by who? No, were given by who? By the Bershom. That doesn't make sense because the Bershom gave all tired mitzvahs. But who is the one? Yes. Who is the one who received them? The That's first one. Oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's very interesting. All 611 commandments were received by Bershabenu and then transmitted to us. Yes? But the first two mitzvahs were given by the Bershom to the entire Jewish people. But wait a minute. You realize what that means? In order to be makabal the Torah from the Rebbeinu not from an emtsoi like Moshe Rabbeinu, right? You need to have the greatest darga of all of nevuah. Why? Because remember, the difference between neviim was epistemological in a certain sense. Means one navi was clearer than another navi, although they knew what they saw, but it was more blurred, vague. You see. But Torah cannot be given to a person in any darg of nevuah that's below the greatest of all. Why? Because Torah must be certain. If there's any suffix in Torah, it's bad news. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest novi of all time, called the Aspaklai Ha'meira. When Moshe Rabbeinu took a look, he saw, he had the greatest understanding of what is real than any human being who ever lived. Why? Because he was being Mechabal the Torah. And you cannot have Mechabal the Torah with any degree of uncertainty. Now, if that's the case, we know Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Novi, right? Why? Because he had to be the greatest Novi. Because somebody who's Mechabal the Torah must be the greatest Novi of all. Or else the Torah is uncertain because of our problem. So if that's the case, if all clients were what? Is Makabal the first two mitzvahs? Not through Moshe Rabbeinu. Yes. Ergo, which means, therefore, everybody in Kainz was the greatest Novi, was equal to the Nebu of Moshe Rabbeinu. It means, which is incredible. That means there was a time in the history of Kainz that every Jew was equal in capacity and potential and actuality to the Nebu of Moshe because they were given this Nebuah. They were, given, they were given the Torah through them and not through Moshe. Which is astounding. That's what it means, Beberur. Oh, it doesn't Beberur, Amitosam. They knew, claw the Emes, the truth they knew. Because they had the greatest Dargo of all, the Dargo of Moshe Rabbeinu. Yeah, after those two, they lost it. Because they came running, everybody died. It's a whole problem. Why did Moshe do it? Because he knew they would die. Okay, that's a problem. Whatever, right? But they came running back to Moshe and said, we can't handle this. Forget it. You be the transmitter. You be the, the intermediary. Fine. 
So therefore, that dog was removed. But the truth is, that's how. So therefore, everybody in Klai Yisrael became two things. It is very important. Every Jew that stood in front of House Sinai and all the Nishamas, I'm not going to include them also, right? Were eyewitnesses to this event. Very important. Come to Chois, that normally there's an eyewitness and then he tells somebody else, right? It comes out that the entire Jewish people, all of them were eyewitnesses to Maimon Sinai. You see. So what the Russian did is he created two and a half million eyewitnesses to an event, independent of Moshe Rabbeinu. Because then Moshe Rabbeinu would have been the eyewitness, and everybody else would have been the ABPA. No. The Russian created, everybody was an eyewitness, and the second thing is that the level of witness was at the dark of Moshe Rabbeinu. Wow. You can't, a Neulot or a Nivra cannot go higher than that. That's it. That's what it means, Amitosim Bebeiror. That was what Maimon Sinai was. And what was the Giloi? The Giloi was Shehu Yehudish Oilam. The Jews understood clearly at the dark of Moshe Rabbeinu, Ein Oid Movadoi. There is nothing else but God, as we will see. Nothing. He's the only thing that exists even after the Bria. Clearly, to the level that we do exist, it's only what we are in Him. That's how it, how it is. Okay? So that they were all massive. And what did they do? And therefore, two and a half million eyewitnesses told each one of their kids, by the way, I saw this. I saw this. Yeah, I'd love to have some Thanks. Yeah. They say all the Shomas were our scene on Yes. Well, we had that same experience as the two and a half million. Who? Yes, yeah. They would have had it. Yes, correct. Except they're, they're the Shomas, you can't. They're not talking to anybody. But they would have had the same keloid. But the interesting, yeah, but what's interesting is that their giloi, they would not, they would be greater than us because they, they're eyewitnesses without, we are eyewitnesses to what? We don't see the ruchnias, they are ruchnias, the shamas are ruchnias, so they don't need to be told of a spiritual universe, but the giloi of who the bansham is, that was Nizgala, yes. That is true. That was in his garden. Yes. So we see some incredible things. Uh, so therefore, each Jew says to his son, by the way, I am an eyewitness. I was there. I was a prophet of the greatest magnitude. And this is what I saw. So the son was now ABPA. Then the son told his child, by the way, let, let's say two generations later, the father would tell the son, my father told me that his father told him, that his father told him 
that he was there. You see? So it's true. So what the Bajan did is an incredible thing. Instead of all religions are what? One guy has this revelation, so to speak. Right? And then he says, I had the revelation, and now all of you guys believe me. With the Jewish people, it's the whole Christ world were the transmitters of the revelation. Each Jew said, my father, my father, my father. I don't care what the rest of the Jews say. It was each Jew is an independent transmission, independent of any other Jew. There is no religion in this planet that has such a origin of Giloy, where the whole nation is, 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 is each one is an eyewitness that does not have to rely on any other eyewitness. All other religions do, and that's what's wrong with all religions. You know, like when you talk about, for instance, Muhammad with Islam, you know, I'm not going to go into all the nonsense, but he says that I had a revelation, right? We didn't have any revelation, right? So he's got to tell everybody after him, okay, you got to believe me. Of course, he, he threatened the sword. If you don't believe me, I kill you. Well, that's, that's a new motivation. <laughs> and so on, right? He, he, would, he motivated everybody very highly. <laughs> and so on. But forget about the motivation. Hey, where's the proof? You say, how do I know what you're doing? Maybe you're hallucinating. What do I know what you're doing? Hallucinating, you know, guys have wild imagination. Who knows? Maybe you had a seizure and you had an image. I mean, because you said something, I have to predicate my life on what you think is true? Nonsense. That's why you have to be out of your mind to believe any religion. Because one guy says he had a giloy, therefore I'm going to live my life based on one man's opinion, or one man's insight, or one man's vision? Of course, that's absurd. And that's why the Bansham did this. Because the Bansham knows, well, excuse me, you know, if the Bansham had done this only to Kai, or the one, the Bansham, if he would have been the giloy of the Torah, totally. So a guy could say, hey, look in the end, don't play me. Why should I live my whole life based on the visions of one man? I mean, maybe he's hallucinating. Maybe I got psychotic. Or maybe, I don't know what his motive is making this stuff up. Who knows? Therefore, the Bonsham knew that in order to val val uh, validate Torah as a true instruction manual from God, he needs to make everybody an eyewitness. You see? And, and even that you could say, but at least you have two and a half million eyewitnesses. That's why Maimon Sinai was critical, was necessary. Because everybody can have an excuse and say, but I, I, I didn't talk to anybody, because you say you had a vision. <clears throat> okay, you're a great man, but who are you? I don't know, maybe you're depressed that day. You know, and that day you were having a uh, you know, uh, hallucination, auditory, visual, who knows what you're having, you know? You, you, you can't base truth, even, the, look, you go to Beston, you, you can't base it on one man, two people. So you figure two people having the same hallucination is pretty rare. These two people don't have the exact same hallucination. And not in Chazal, there was Kedrish and Chakira. They had a shtim. It's very hard for two people to hallucinate the exact same thing, if it's not true. So the Torah says you need at least two. But one? No such thing. Including the Torah. You see? So what the Bansham did is even better. He had two and a half million people. Very important idea. 
That's, you know, that's the real basis of the MS, the MS of Torah, is that we have millions of witnesses, and each one transmitted this testimony to their generations independently of anybody else. You see? And then, of course, when they talk to the next guy, he says, yeah, you know, my father told me that his father told me that his father said he was there, right? And you would agree. Not because I said it, because your father told your father. You see, each guy had his own line straight to my Manal Sinai. That's pretty rock solid. You know, as far as things go, it's pretty rock solid. Anyway, but that's what he means by Amitas Beberur. You know, let me out, it's Beberur. That's what it means, that they own the vim of the highest darga, eh? So there was no epistemological problem that we all have. There are philosophers that said we don't really know what's out there. There's a huge area called epistemology, you see. And people argue about what's out there all the time, and so on. So that's what it means, Bebero. And therefore, lim dim lem doach hazeh kiyom hazeh, you see, so each person testified, once they knew this, that what Moshe Rabbeinu is transmitting is real. Uh, and, and they, as it says, But the Ramchal you can actually prove a lot of these things to what's called logical proofs. And you can uh, and, and you can prove that they're so based on the fact of based upon what we see also and based on Kochmasateva, which is science, Handosa, which is probably mathematics. Tuna, I think Tuna is mathematics, Handosa is really engineering. Geometry probably, yeah. Ushua Kochmas, yeah. And from them, using the logical proofs of science or whatever, you can actually come to a lot of these ideas. But I'm not going to go into it because the Ramchal does not go into proofs, which is very interesting. He doesn't bother. Prove it. He just says what is. That's what he tells you. Based on the Masera. Okay? Now, the Ramchal also now is going to go into the different properties of the Mershom, which I had mentioned. Okay? But there's certain things that you need to understand, and Ramchal's going to cover that, and and, and you see it. What we say, any gimel oitzor sheeda shamotzazes v'roshma hine mitzis mitzusi muchroch shei efshei haodrei klal. That's what I told you. The Ramchal has a property that his non-existence is non-existent. The Ramchal cannot not be. It's impossible. Not that we. It's not that, when I ask you, well, the Bansham exists, boy, is he lucky that he is. Because what happens if he wasn't? You know? So then, I, what, you know what I'm saying? So you could say, he's lucky. You know? Like I asked you, the Bansham is one. Is that by luck? Or there's something about him that must be one. There cannot be two beings that have the same nature of the Bansham. So now he's talking about Muchachamitzius, you see. The what? No, it's, it is impossible for God not to exist. And we see why. Because existence, in and of itself, cannot not be. It is. It's a phenomenon that is. It cannot annihilate itself. 
existence can't annihilate itself. It is. Whatever that is. So that would be Mokhachamitsius. A being that is existence itself would be of necessity, must be. That which has existence, it can be taken away. Because it is not existence, it has it. You know, if you have some, I can take a tie away, right? Because you're not the tie. But if you were the tie and I took the tie away, who would I be taking away? You. What am I, you see what I'm saying? If you take existence away, all you're doing is taking the Rabbanishim away. Because that existence itself is a real being. The Rabbanishim. So he says that in Gimel. But we have an understanding of that once you understand that he is existence. Okay? In Dalit he says, The Boshim is not dependent. That's the concept of dependent. The Boshim is not dependent on any being for his existence. You might say there are two types of beings. There's a substantial being and an accidental being. It's called an etzim and a mikra. It's a in, in, in many form. And for instance, the table is an etzem, but shape is an accidental. Because shape doesn't exist in itself, it needs something else to exist in. Something has to have a shape. But what is shape? The shape, did you ever see shape walking by itself without something to shape in? No. A being that is accidental, mikra, means that it needs something else to exist in. It cannot exist by itself. So therefore it is dependent on some, an etzem, size, shape, color. All of these things are called mikra, or accidental beings. Does the Rebbe even if he's an etzem, does he need something else to exist in? No. Does the Rebbe need a cause? No. Because if he needed a cause, then he would be dependent on something to have caused them. So the Bosham not only does not, doesn't need to exist in anything, but the Bosham doesn't even need a cause. The Bosham is a causeless entity. He has no cause. Because he's independent. But wait a minute, why does the Bosham have a cause? Because we know that the relationship between all phenomenon or events is cause, cause and effect. The effect itself is now a new cause, the next effect, you see. But the Bosham, if he must be, doesn't need a cause. Because there was no time that he did not exist. For a being that must be, right? There was never a time when he did not exist. So if that's the case, there was never a cause. You see. So this is a very important concept. That the fact that he must be means that he's independent of anything, any concept, any idea, any cause, that has nothing to do with him. It's a, fundam it's a fundamental attribute of who he is. Now we're up to Hay. Hay, but I'm going to give you
There are things in this world that are only one of a kind. I was once in France and I went to Versailles, which is the palace of Louis XIV. If you want to understand what a melech is, you need to go to France. Forget about the White House. The White House compared to Versailles is like an outhouse. You have no idea of what a melech, the power of a melech, the magnificence, the hoid, the splendor, until you check out what an absolute monarch was. Louis XIV was an absolute monarch. Absolute means it's like Hachashverosh. He's absolute. Means if he didn't like you today and he said you die, you were dead. It didn't need any court, no evidence, nothing. He, you lived, as they say, at the pleasure of his will. He was up. So I was once in the Palace of Versailles. I mean, the place is unbelievable. It's just, it's just, and if I'm not even talking about his gardens were like a hundred acres. Gardens, I mean, you know, the palace, you know. Anyway, let me get to that. Anyway, there was a desk in his place. He had a study. There was a desk there. It was a magnificent desk. It had curves and all kinds of things in it. It took the carpenter, they said, 36 years to make that desk. <laughs> I mean, Louis could pull that off, you know. I mean, everybody else, excuse me, where's my, you know, with 36 years, you know. And he spent half his life making the desk, you know. I mean, obviously, it was a magnificent desk. Okay, so it's obviously one of a kind, you know, because I don't think the guy ever made a second desk. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's one of a kind. So the question is this that desk is one of a kind. Could there have been a second desk like this? And the answer is yes, of course. If the carpenter had made a second desk, or cabinet maker, whatever these guys are, right? There could be, but there isn't. So that's called relative oneness. It's one in a relative sense. It's one of a kind, relatively, because there is no other desk like this. That's called relative oneness. So my question to you is this. The Barsham is one. We know that. Echad. But is the Rabbanishim one because he just happens to be the only God and boy is he lucky. Right? He doesn't have any competition because he happens to be one. Right? Or is there something about him that doesn't happen to be one? He's absolutely one. Not relatively one. Which means that there is no, it's inconceivable or impossible that there should be two beings with the same nature as God. In other words, is God absolutely one or relatively one? That is the question. And the answer, which everybody would say, is what? We don't know. We don't know. Well, he's absolutely one. This is all part of the Kabbalah. I don't mean Kabbalah. Kabbalah means tradition. This is what all given down at Sinai. What does that mean? That means Everything else can be replicated, duplicated. There's one of kind of stamps and coins, houses, whatever. But they're all relatively one. The Roshim is an absolutely one being, means that when we say Echod, 
He is absolutely one. Means there cannot be within the laws of existence a second being that has the nature of God. Very important idea. There cannot be two gods at all. Where is this in the Sayyidim? We have it in our Chal. This is all included. Who says that this is included in that word? Oh, well, that's the Kabbalah. That's I mean, he's saying that's Kabbalah. We have it from Tanam, Rishonim, Goyim, Rishonim, other Rishonim. You actually, if you think about it, you can reason it out too. Because if the Bonshim is existence itself, if he's perfect, yes, can there be another being that can be like him? But that means that the Bonshim is imperfect. Perfect means to have it all. If there was another being like him, he could not control the other being. You're saying Ois Hay is really included in Beis, when he says Shlemus. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So perfection removes the possibility of a competition of another being. Because that's what perfection means. That you cannot have a second being. Or else you would not be perfect. Because that being would interfere that being would interfere in what? In your abilities. In any case, so the Roshim is absolutely one. That's called Echod. So when we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echod, he's one, we mean he's absolutely one. There cannot be a second being of that nature, of the, whatever the Roshim is. And we understand that. Because there's only one thing called existence. There are many things that have existence. But a being that is existence itself can only be one. There cannot be two beings that are existence. There's one thing called existence that everybody shares. But there cannot be two beings that are existence. So you already have the idea of the answer. But in any case, so Bansham is Echad. Now, the Ramchal now talks in Hey, Vachain Tzor Shieda, Shemetsiusa is Vach Metsius Poshet, Bili Akov Ribu Klao. Kola Shlemus, Kulin Tsorim Boy Bidderach Poshet, Pirish, Kurkis Rabin Tsor. Yeah. Okay? We say that the Bonsham is. So, therefore, that's the first concept of Echod. But there's a second concept of Echod. One. Is that the Bonsham is not only externally one means there's no other being like him but he is the he's one internally the notion is very simple poshit the notion is not complex what does that mean okay we are composed of over 100 trillion cells we are very complex beings yeah we're one thing one person but we are made up of enormous amount of parts. We are made up of 100 trillion cells. Each cell itself is an entire factory. It's made of trillions and trillions of molecules. And each molecule is made of trillions of atoms. And each atom is made of subatomic particles, electrons, protons, and neutrons. And each particle is made of quarks until you get down to the modern theory called strings. Therefore, we are looking at infinite amount of parts in a person. Forget about the world. 
Any given person has almost an infinite amount of parts. We are clearly complex. The Roshima has no parts. You see, if you walk over to a person or anything, you can cut it in half. You can cut it. Then you can cut that. You can cut that. See, one, half, quarter, eighth, sixteenth, thirty-two, and so on. You can almost infinitely cut things down. You see. So why? Because everything consists of parts. The Bhagavad is no there are no parts to him. There's only one thing called God, no parts. We can hear it, but we cannot conceive of what that means. We don't understand what does it mean to have no parts. We don't know. Because everything we encounter has trillions of parts. So we don't know what that means. So therefore, Echod is not only that he's externally one, there's no other being besides him, internally he's one, there's no parts. See? That's a very important idea. Now, from what I said, it would make sense because whatever existence is, there are no parts. Existence is. It's just something that is just an absolute, uh, not only oneness, but it's just something which is totally simple. Why is it important to know this? Because the concept of Echad. You need to know what Echad is. What are the consequences of knowing that Hashem is simple? That, that he's simple? Uh, again, it's called, it's all, it's, it's all part of Achdusoy, that there is no being like him, so he's the, he's externally one, and also he's internally one. There are no parts. Why? Because he would be dependent on his parts. And some guy can walk over to him, cut him in half, cut him in half. So it's part of the It's part of the, the uh, uh, Shlemus. Because if he consisted of parts, then he could be devoid of that part, and then what would happen to him? You know what I'm saying? It means he would be, be dependent on his parts, wouldn't he? Right? Because he could remove a part. Right? So that would take away from Shlemus. So clearly he cannot be composed of parts. You see? He cannot be cut. You can't cut a piece off him because there are no parts. There's only one entity and that's called God. Again, it, it flows from a concept called perfection or dependency. See, Why can't you cut something that's one? That's one? Because then you'd be left with two. Can't be. There's no two. If you can be left with two, that means there was a part. It's a, we don't understand what that means, no, really. No, I'm saying breath. There's no yeah, I mean, we, 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 we've never encountered something that's an absolute unity or oneness. But that's the problem. Because if you cut a bunch of them, that means you would have to consist of something that allowed parts to exist. Even if it's one idea. But the fact that you cut, so... It, in other words, there's no quantity in God. There's no quantity. If there's no quantity, then you can't cut it because there's no quantity. It's an absolute... We don't know what that means. But that's the concept of poshut. That means he's poshut, he's simple. But not only that, Hashem is simple in more ways. How? We do what? Imagine if I'm, I, I remember something. So if you remember your grammar, there's I, the subject, 
I remember, which is the verb, something, which is what I remember. Three things. There's the subject, the verb, and the object of the verb, the memory itself. I remember something means I have a memory. So there's I, remember, which is an operation, and then there's the object of the verb, the memory itself. How many things are those? Three. Those are three distinct things, uh, right? But they're all included me. But there's three distinct operations or concepts. The Bunshin doesn't remember anything. What does that mean? The Rambam says, he, the act of remembering and the memory itself is the same thing. There is no he remembers something. God is the act of remembering and he is identical to the memory itself. There's only one thing. Now in us it's three, in him it's identical. That's called Pashat also. He's simple, you see. So that also, not only simple that there are no parts, he's simple in that there is no separation between him and his actions. All of that, not just memory. All is that. I just use memory as an example. For instance, God knows something. Well, he is he identical. Made, he created the world. So yes. He, he, well, is, he, is, he, he creates the world. No. He creates world. It's all one thing, identical. We don't understand what that means. The Rambam says that. So we we can hear that. it, but we have no concept of what it means. But his relationship to... That's called, what's the attribute called? Poshut. Pashtus. That's Echod. So not only is God externally one where there's no other being, he's internally one, which means what? Is that there are no parts, neither in his etzem or in his operation, doing, actions. There are no parts. It's absolutely partial. There's only one thing called God, and everything is that, is He. We can hear it, we cannot in any way understand what that means. You know, there's no such thing that's outside of God. No such thing. It's all He. That's why I said, how does God know I'm giving the Shia? He doesn't know. God doesn't know I'm giving a shear. I, the shear, all you guys with me, the knowing is all Him. There's no levels to that, no? What's that? You mentioned before, Chelekel Kamimau, Mamish, right? And then there's things that aren't Chelekel Kamimau. So, but the Marshall knows the zebra, the Schwarze, and me. Oh, the Schwarze, yes. <laughs> and me. All, all the same? Or just. <laughs> What does it mean that Allah Khalik al Kamal the zebra isn't then? Because that's Lafi Nivra. Based on our perception, our perception, we are different. But there's a reality that we are not in contact with. You know, it's like looking at the microscopic world. You know, until they invented the microscope, who knew anything was below that? You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden they invented a microscope, right? They called the microcosm. And all of a sudden, there are trillions and trillions of things out there, of different bacteria and viruses and fungi, and all kinds of stuff, parasites, you name it. And it's all be, you can't see it. You see? Same thing, you know. The Bonsham is I, one thing, we, there's a reality of which we do not comprehend. There are three realities. One is the reality of the 
physical universe. The second is the reality of the spiritual universe. And then there's the reality of God. God is the reality. We don't know what that, there's no comprehension of that reality. We don't even comprehend the spiritual reality. We don't know what a malach looks like. So forget about knowing who God looks like, because even Malachim don't know what God is. That's why they say, I am in Kunwila Ritzoy. Where do we where's this place that we can praise him? You see. So but we can we can hear the reality, but we cannot mustic what that reality is. You're saying as far as he's concerned there's no difference between me and the other zebra? There's no what? No difference between the zebra as far as he's concerned, but I don't know that. There's no such zebra as we'll see. There's no such thing as a zebra. We think there's a zebra. You know, what's the ultimate? What the ultimate is this, you know, you get married, right? So you think you married a woman. There's no woman. There's no you. There's no marriage. Yet we actually go through a ceremony, and the worst thing is we've got to write out a check. After the wedding, you know, you got to pay somebody. There's no check. You actually have to pay somebody for what doesn't exist. I mean, this is like, what, you know, this is a chutzpah and a raw. I got to pay the guy. Nothing is. It's a nekachtois. Yes, it's a I don't know if the caterer is going to accept that argument. You know, it's because he's going to say, okay, let me have back my food. You know, and you tell me it doesn't exist either. <laughs> when it's translated anyway, Dvarim, when it's translated in the Dvarim, that there was no prophet like Moshe Rabbeinu who knew Hashem face to face. The face. Where they, how do you conceptualize that? Well, I said there was somebody who knew him face to face, but not on a continuous basis. We had him for an instant time, or you know, that you know, when two mitzvahs now is it? Now everybody died, you know. But on a continuous basis, relationship, no such thing. And who could stay alive? Was that? Also that Moshe was able to stay alive. Yeah, well, you know. But even, even if... Lo yeah. Physically, there were transformations. Right? Anyway, this is called Pashuk. But it's part of his Echad. So now Echad means two things, doesn't it? Echad means that he's the only one ex externally. There is no, he's the only, there's only one God. One. Two, is that this one God is also one thing. No parts, all his faculties are identical to him. So there's no, it's only, so there's one God, no other God. There's one thing, no parts or no complexity. It's an absolute simplicity. And the third meaning of Echod, you know what that is? Moshe Rabbeinu, after Matan Torah, so Moshe Rabbeinu, so the Moshe says, Atahuris you have been shown that you may know, Kehashem Ulochem, the Moshe is the master of the Lord, Enoch Mulvandoi. It doesn't say Enoch Kamoyu, there's nobody like him. It says Enoch Mulvandoi, besides God, there is nothing else. What? What do you mean? There's a whole Bria. There's the spiritual universe. And there's the physical universe. So what do you mean there's nobody besides you? You just went through a whole act of creation. So obviously there's a Zulosai, right? There are others besides you. No. There isn't. It's an illusion. The best way I can describe this to you is with the following example. There's a guy sleeping on the couch. And he's dreaming, right? The guy wants to lay down on a couch. Fell asleep. 
he's dreaming. In his dream, there are two people sitting at a table, and they're drinking coffee, and they're having a conversation. This is in his dream. So one guy says to the other guy, while they're talking, he says, you know, we don't really exist at all. So the other guy looks at him and says, what are you talking about? There's a table, coffee, we're talking to each other. What do you mean we don't exist? What are you talking about? So the guy says, you don't understand something. We exist relative to ourselves. But compared to the guy sleeping, see, he is, we ain't. He really is. We don't exist, we're a mental image of his. You see, not only that, if he woke up, we instantly disappear. You see. So it comes out like this. It's true that they both exist in some, it's an illusion in his mind, you see. But that kind of couch really is. We in the dream, these two guys don't really exist. Relative to themselves, there's an existence of whatever that is. But it's not real existence at all, you see. It's the same idea. We think we exist. But it's only relative to ourselves. But God is. We don't. We we do not exist really. We but we cannot penetrate that 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 uh, illusion. We cannot penetrate our non-existence, which is a steerimene obey. But really, we don't exist. You know where you see that? Because the Bhagavad says to the Navi, "For Ani Lushni, see, I have not changed. What do you mean you've not changed? There's you before the act of creation, and there's you after the creation. You made the Bria." No, but even Simpson is a, is, is a change. There's you, means you, who, whoever you were before you did anything, and then you went, then you called the creator. That's a change. You now have a new name. You did, you created them, you now have, you brought things into potential, actual. So there's a change in you. But Dunsh doesn't say that. Va'anilo Shunisi. I have not changed. Means nothing exists. There is no Bria, really. There is nothing but me, even after the Bria has been made. So that's, what are you talking about? How could that be? What do you mean? How could we non-exist and even think about our own non-existence? It's an oxymoron. It's impossible. You know, it's a contradiction. But the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter is nothing is except God, even after the creation, in truth. It's almost like the only being that is has to be existence itself. Whoever has to be given existence doesn't really exist. It's, in, in, it's an incredibly mystical idea, but that's what it means. Chaim Velozhin, Nefshachaim says, Ein oy mamish. And mamish does not mean menachem menoshnes. <laughs> if you're Babich. Mamish. Rabchaim says that. Literally, literally, not figuratively or poetically, there is nothing else, really. So the real question is what do you mean? How could there be nothing else? We exist. Not only that, how could I think I exist? How can that which doesn't exist think it exists? Like, what, we, it, it, like it's, what kind of words are these? You see. But the answer is we can't penetrate that mystery. 
In fact, there are malochim that try to penetrate that mystery, the mystery of their non-existence. And right before they're about to penetrate the non-existence, what happens to them? They non-exist. They don't exist. Vanish. You know, it's an ex a, a non-existential a, a non being cannot penetrate the concept of its non-existence. And this too, because that would be a contradiction in terms. So, in other words, you have to be, uh, you you have to be completely in, uh, in, hidden about how you non-exist. Because if you try to approach that, you will non-exist. You see, so these are just words, but the only way I can describe it is that dream. So a guy's going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, if I don't exist, so why can't I get in the middle of the highway? You see? There's no cause. Cause don't exist. You see? So what's the problem here? But the answer is that one non-existential non car can kill a non-existential person. You see? Because in the illusion, one non-existent person can destroy another non-existent person. In the illusion. But that's, that tells us a murdered zakh. That concept is called Yichud Mitzi Yichud Mitzi The only one who really is, is God. We don't exist, really. But in some way, we exist in an illusionary way, which we cannot penetrate. That is one of the main reasons why the Torah begins with Beis. Because a Bria always needs at least two things. God and the being that doesn't exist that thinks it exists. So there's always two fundamental things going on. It can never be Aleph, you see. It can never be Aleph where there's only God. So therefore, this is, so therefore not only is God externally one, and God internally one, God is the only one. That's what Echad really means. Echad has three concepts to it. It's an absolute oneness, or it's a total oneness. He's the only one, there's no other God. He's internally one, there are no parts. He is identical with whatever he does or he is. And he's the only one, really, even after the Bria. We cannot, no being can penetrate that truth. What was the given What? What was the given Oh, very good. Reality and all that. Oh, so then the question is, so, what type of reality are we dealing with here? That's a very good question. Yes, that's a question that I have to deal with, and so on. But after this, everything has to be has to be dealt with in terms of then what is after really? her Yes. We do it. So why didn't he cease to exist? No, because you only know it as um, as a, a idea, but you don't you don't come in contact with that reality. I know something. Listen, I know that the Wall Street is making a lot of money. Maybe you give me the money that they're making. Yeah, I mean, an idea has nothing with the reality. No. No, he, you can understand something in terms of an idea, but that doesn't mean you are in contact with that reality. See what I'm saying? How do you know about the malachim that they try to contact such a reality? Yeah, I once read it, yeah. It's the malachim that try to penetrate, and then they vanish. Who does it say? I forgot. They have to hear it. They have to hear it. 
He said, like, come to cure the city, and he took it on himself. Malachim make mistakes. They make, Malachim have no evil in them, but they do make mistakes. To the feeling. Yeah. To the feeling yeah. start off as Malachim. Yes. Exactly. Anyway, so therefore, we have now penetrated three, or rather, three incredibly important things. One, that means that God is externally one, right? There is no other one. No other God. Two, that there's no such thing as parts or complexity in God. There's a simple thing called God, whatever that is. And the third thing is the only one. That compared to him, we don't exist at all. In fact, there is no Bria. That's what Alina Shanisi means. There is no Bria at all. Except what the Mosham did do is he created a Bria, right? that is not really, ex doesn't exist like him, but in some way, it does exist. So, we're now going to look at the fact that he created what's called a bubble, you see. And he created a whole Bria. In s that and has the bubble's not part of him? No, all... no, it's external to him. It's external. Yes, and that's... So now we're, uh, so now, instead of being part of him, like we st said in t uh, until this, uh, tonight, we are external to him. We are external to him, yeah. And that leads us really <clears> to... <throat> so why are you saying we're external? I thought it was his illusion. Is it, wasn't he the dreamer on the couch? Come he, he's, he's the one sleeping on the couch to win the dream. So, so it's, part of him, it's part of his thoughts or whatever? Yes, sort of, but... It, it, in yes. what way is it external to him? No, 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 that there's no external God. In what way is this bubble external to him? Well, it's an, the bubble is an illusion, but whatever it is, is not him. Hold that off. Hold the that dream off. is part of the person dreaming. Yes, that's true. But then what's Pshat Everything that exists is him, including the bubbles. No, Eidon Bavadu means besides him there's nothing else. There is nothing else. So he, that means the bubble, the, besides him, there's nothing. Even bubbles there isn't. Correct. There is nothing. That's so the truth is, of the so matter. The bubbles are part of him. And there's nothing external to him. Listen. Because he, he occupies I can phrase it. Relative to him, Nothing exists, and God has done nothing. Vanilo Shanisi is I have not changed. Means relative to God, nothing is exists instead just Him, and God has done absolutely nothing. Now you can say, wait a minute. We seem to exist independent of Him, and clearly He has made all Bria. Yes, we don't understand. We cannot penetrate that mystery of Anilo Shanisi and Enedovanda. We don't know what that means. We know what it means, but we cannot penetrate that mystery. All I can tell you, the only example I can give you, is like a, a person dreaming and a dream, relative to that. It's not a good example, it's poor, but it's the only thing I'd say, you see. Maybe you, I could use another example and say, okay, look in the mirror. Who do you see? You see yourself. So would you say the image in the mirror is the same as you? Of course not. You're real. Mirror, the image in the mirror is an image. It's not, it looks like you, but it's not the same existence as you. That's another muscle that I could use. Either these, way. These mashalam are, are for our perspective or for his perspective? From our perspective. From our perspective. Yeah. We are yeah. created from his illusion. Yes. 
So therefore, the concept of Shema Yisrael embraces all these three echots. You see. I mean, listen, the, the, the image in the mirror exists, but only it's dependent on... Only if it's what? It's dependent on the person standing in front of the mirror. It yes. Does exist. Yeah. Sure it exists. It's a reflection of the person. It exists as a reflection of the person. Okay. But, that, that's but, really, but it's, it's not, not the same. It's, it's not the same. It does it's, have the same quality. It's not a good muscle. There is no exact muscle. I can just say that, just so the enormous difference between two different types of existence. But the truth is that there is no image in the mirror, and there is no dream, really. That's the real muscle. Except, it's just... It, it, I don't know. I, I don't have any words to describe the nature of our being. I don't know what it is. But it's not him. It doesn't look like him. It's not in any way connected to him in the real sense of the word. So then the real question is, so what in the world and who are we? What's going on here? So for that, you need to wait for next week. <laughs> anyway. He was hanging in the middle of the way. <laughs> I will leave you because it's already 12 o'clock. <laughs> I've been walking around his days my whole life. I mean, what did I tell you? Yeah. I don't mind being in the days, that's why I live. So we'll try to non exist till another week. <laughs> Just don't be upset that you don't exist until next week. Well, it's gone like that. Well, you said it the Rambam that and I want to tell you something. You said I want to tell you something. Some, if you think so they did, they, uh, that this is problematic, wait for next week. Before you're saying that everything is internal, okay. who who be the other? And now you're saying it's, it's internal or external? No, no, that's self-righteous malachim. He's not a god but him. Okay, so for this. Like he is him. He remembers. No, that was pushed by the second echot. The first echot is there's no other god but him. Second echot is one internally. There's no passion. He is whatever he is. There's no parts. All his faculties are identical to him. That's pushed. The third one is the only one. There is nothing else. So on the second one, you're saying that when, when he acts, he is the act and he is the... Correct. So, the, so, the, so then we, do, we plan to exist because... No, no, I, I didn't get that. I'm just talking about him. The nature of his existence. He is identical to himself in everything he does. The second is a logical well, yeah, he was the only one. Yeah, they, they, yes, they could So next week, next week, next week, same time, ten fifteen, same time. Yes, I, I'm planning. There's a Ramchal's yard sign coming up. Next Thursday, not this week, but the following week, Thursday evening. So we're planning to make a Ramchal's Yotzai. Uh, it'll be Thursday night, not Saturday night. Yes? Okay, we're going to be by Base Kayla. By the way, what's the address of Base Kayla? 100 Base Kayla Lane is on the corner of Spruce and Vine. Oh, wait, 100 Base Kayla Lane? It's like a little drive. Wait, wait. So where's on the corner of Spruce and Vine? Where's Spruce and Vine? Excuse me. <laughs> it's 9 south. You can make a left onto 
left of one. Spruce. 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 How far down do you have to go on the nine? Anyway, so not this week, but next Thursday night at nine o'clock. That's where we're going to start. Right? Is that start with my or not? Uh, I think it might be good. We'll see. That will be after. At 9, at 9 o'clock, we'll start. There will be a buffet, uh, what do you call it, smorgasbord? There will be a buffet dinner for those who come uh, earlier. I don't know if there will be anything left by the, the 11 to 30. But uh, buffet, right? Am I right? Uh, right? We got some of that. I just planned, okay. And also, there will be two speakers. I will give a shear for about an hour, and my brother will give a shear for an hour. It's going to be a great evening. You guys speak about what are you going to speak about? I'm speaking about because I'm about because it's Ramchal Zyotzai, Matan Torah, especially the concept of who is Amolek. What is why does God hate Amolek? What is going on here? Because there are many difficulties in that. What's he going to speak about? And he's going to speak about Edoim. Who is Edoim? What is Edoim? It's not going to be disappointing. So anyway, put that down in the calendar if you want to come. Thursday night of next week at Base Kayla uh, at 9 o'clock. And also, if you want to invite anybody, you want to invite anybody to partake of this type of thinking. How can Malik come? He's not attracted to Gashmir. Yes. The, Mal the Malach is not a, so. How could we like what happened with Nephilim? How could Malach can fall into Gashmir? Like he doesn't. So, so. He, he puts a it's a Gashmir stick. <laughs> Gashmir what? It's like a suit of clothing. He takes it off. It's not him. He like you don't ever see a guy. Oh, he, oh, he puts a clothes. Puts it on. Yeah. Like, What's he? What? Why? Does, why would he do it? Because you can't see him. You can't talk to him. He's in another realm. There's no way you can contact And at that point he becomes like a human being, Mamash? No, he doesn't become human, but he's able to use the vocal cords of the garb to talk to you. Even though he... It's like a guy puts himself on a suit, oh. and in the suit he can take all kind of levers, and the suit talks to you, but it's not his voice. You know what I'm saying? Like the Malach with Shimshin. With Noyach, with Noyach and all that. There was a Malach he talked to. It wasn't him. But what, what, what did they do? Why, why did they do? Because they... For some reason, they have a shlichus to talk to you. No, it's a shlichus. Oh, you feel him? I thought they made a mistake. Well, how are you doing, bro? Oh, well, I want to taste it. Mm -hmm.